With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. The driver's seat. It's Redemption Day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. The Drivers' Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Get in your car and drive real far and go out at night. You can call Jimmy Welcome to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. My name is Nims Azor, and I'll tell you what, Matty Mack, you're probably wondering, why on earth would he be playing Blondie right now for the intro? Well, it's the only song I could find that's got the word Subaru in it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know Blondie had a song that said Subaru, and I didn't even hear that then. Well, there you go. Mm, it's, okay, righto. It, okay. It's, uh, it's part of it. And the reason that I'm mentioning Subaru is because our first guest on the program tonight, she's an absolute superstar, and she's going to be going through something that you and I, I don't think you could pay us to do, Matty Mac. <laughs> uh, no, not that I've ever been asked to do something like this, but no, you, uh, even if you did, you couldn't give me enough money <laughs> To even think about it. Not even think about it. Yeah, well, please welcome back to the driver's seat. She is the 2016 Australian Rally Championship, and she hasn't been doing a lot of rally for obvious reasons. But welcome back to the driver's seat, Molly Taylor. Thanks for having me. Um, I appreciated that song too. I had ne- I never knew Super was in there either, and I was going to bring it up, but I didn't realise you planned it. I thought it was a happy coincidence. <laughs> No. Nothing in Nims's life, Molly, is pure coincidence. <laughs> it is all Good planned. To know. And Molly, just before we kick off, I want to ask a quick question. If you're when you roll up as a rally driver, you're the driver, you have a co driver, right? You have a guy that sits beside yep. you that you bounce off and you talk to or a, or a lady or whatever, and, and together you make a ripper team, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted sport. to make sure. I just wanted to make sure because, <laughs> see, my teammate, my co-driver is Steve Johnson. And, uh, oh, well, uh, he's not here. you got and, to pick uh, more cleverly. I know. Well, I've, I've got to pick a guy that uses a watch <laughs> uh, and understands a time difference between uh, Queensland, where we are, and, of course, we're back in 1965, so we don't have daylight savings. <laughs> And uh, anyway, uh, Stevie, I'm sure you're listening in your car as you're driving to the studio right now to speak to the lovely Molly Taylor. Can't wait till you get here, mate. We'll talk to you after the next break. He's never going to leave that down, is he? (laughs) No, he's really not. And he's going to really hit me hard when he walks in the studio. So, uh, Molly, hey, great to talk to you, but a really frustrating time this year because you haven't been in, I don't think you've been in a rally car since, what, September last year or something? September last year, thanks for reminding me. Um, <laughs> over a year, it's, it's very bizarre. What, what was that last rally that you did? 
Uh, so the last rally we did was the it was the second last round of the Australian Championship um, Rally SA in, down yeah. in um, the Adelaide Hills, uh, and then obviously Coffs Harbour, the WRC, which was supposed to be our final event in November, got cancelled with bushfires. So um, oh, yeah, man. it was inadvertently our, our last rally of the season, and and yeah, the last rally in, in a year. And it was only just confirmed in the last month or so that there simply won't be a 2020 Rally Championship, Australian Rally Championship, will they? Yeah, unfortunately not. We we tried, you know, about three or four different versions of a championship and it just got to the stage where um, with the border restrictions and the timing, it just, you know, it was impossible to have enough rounds to constitute a, a viable championship. So we're going to have one event in November, um, which will just be a shootout style event and, and we'll try a few different things, um, you know, with the format and that kind of stuff to see what we can um, make bigger and greater next year. And I think everyone's just going to be pumped to to go and have a hit out and you know it's going to be an awesome uh, spectacle because no one's racing for a championship but everyone wants the glory of you know, winning the only Australian <laughs> national event that happened in the whole year. Might I just say I, again I don't wish to interrupt but I've just received a message from Steve Johnson saying you're dead you're absolutely <laughs> dead thank you Stevie J for the boxing glove emoji that's very funny um, so, so <laughs> where is that going to take place that that shootout? So that'll take place in Canberra. Um, so it'll be around the similar roads that we normally have the the, um, the Australian Championship rounds there, but it will just be its own own event. So, right, okay. So that's the Motorsport Australia Rally Cup, and it's basically how are you going to get – do you have to quarantine? Do you have to – what's the plan to get the cars and yourself up there? Yeah, well, we're really hoping that the – it's the end of November, so – you know, hopefully borders will be open, but, you know, I think at this point, everyone's, whatever we need to do to do a rally and if uh, we have to quarantine, um, you know, we'll, we'll try and find a way to make it happen. But hopefully um, by that stage, Victoria will be under control and, um, you know, we'll be able to, to actually travel to the event, fingers crossed. So, Molly, we know you as a uh, as a, an Australian champion rally driver, but you also had a bit of a, a dip at the TCR last year, the touring car racing uh, in the two leaders with Kelly Racing. Is something did did that experience? I don't know. Wet your appetite for future runs, or are you happy that you had that experience, but you're really going to focus on rallying? Where, where do you stand on all that? Oh yeah, I mean it was a it was a fantastic experience. Total, you know, jump into the deep end, and unfortunately, we just had so many issues with the car every race so yeah. it was um you know it was it made it a, a, even more challenging um but you know I loved it if there was an opportunity to do do more then um you know I'll definitely jump at it I think um it, it's really hard to take the gravel out of someone I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but uh, but in saying that you know getting to sort of race along other cars yeah it was a real buzz um and yeah I, like I really really enjoyed it probably more than I, I thought I would how weird was it when when you were actually in the TCR car and you look over to your left and like, hang on, shouldn't there be someone sitting there? Yeah, <laughs> that was the weirdest thing because you know, like in a in a rally car, when you're going down a stage and if you absolutely nail a corner or have like a, a moment that you just get away with, like you, you've got someone to share it with and laugh about it afterwards and go, oh, how good was that or how close was that? And you do it in the TCR car and you're like. What? Really? Really? Yeah, you just do a, a woohoo in the helmet to okay. yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Or you get on the radio and you and you and you yell at your your crew chief yeah. and say, "How good was yeah. that?" Or we hear a few of the boys doing that, particularly in Formula One. 
Actually, in Russia, there was a couple of guys who got on the radio to their crew trees uh, announcing how special their passes were on various people. The You have someone there to pat you on the back and, you know, yeah. just like pick yourself up Absolutely. a little bit and make you feel better about yourself. How do you do it when you're a seven-time world champion? Like, do you, you go, woo what a pass. How good was that? And you're like, mate, you're a seven-time champion. Of course you're going to pass like that. Um, yeah, yeah, you set the bar a bit higher now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's talk the TV thing because as part of TCR, your television profile has started to really build up and, and you were announced <laughs> another one of the fun things this year. You were announced as part of Channel 7's motorsport coverage uh, for TCR and all the ARG events and that doesn't look like that's happening either this yeah. year. But is that going to roll in, do we think, to next year for you? Has that been a discussion? Because it was a you were also paired up with some pretty good people, you know, Jack Perkins and uh, I think Greg Rast and Rusty's Matt Nolte it, yeah. and Beretta, they were all part of it. So are you going to yeah, be continuing that next Dane year? Yeah, and was going to join me in pit lane as well. And that was, yeah, I was really looking forward to that. It was, we were planning to have a few laughs, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, I mean, yeah, obviously, you know, everything's changing by the minute and, uh, yeah, we, we want to get out there and work as a team as soon as we can. When that will be, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, it's still yeah, very keen to, to stay involved with that program. But they've kept you busy because uh, keen-eyed Channel <laughs> yeah. 7 watchers will have been noticing the promos for a show, Nimsy, that, that as I said, you could not pay me. And I think I no, speak I don't want no on part behalf of, that. of Steve when I say there <laughs> no. ain't no way you are chucking me out of a helicopter backwards with blindfolds on. Uh, and you've, you've joined the cast of SAS Australia. Please yeah. tell me what motivated you to put yourself through this because it looks horrendous. Well, I just thought, like, when else would you ever get an opportunity to put yourself through something like that, push yourself really, really to your limits, not just what you think um, is your limit. And, and I think, you know, in motorsport and you know, pursuing any kind of career, you put yourself you know, out of your comfort zone and you're doing these things that are difficult. So you think you're used to doing that sort of thing. So I thought this would be, you know, a great way to test myself outside of the car. Um, and yeah, when I told a few of my family, you know, some of them thought it was fantastic. And, and a few of them said exactly what you said, what, what, what's wrong with you? And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, what do you mean? Like, this is, when else would you ever get to do this in your life? And then I think like 10 minutes into day one, I was like, oh. I may have made a serious error. This is awful. <laughs> Did you? But did you? And and don't don't obviously give away. But it's obviously already been recorded and all that sort of stuff. But did yeah. you enjoy the experience at the end once you got used to being yelled at and and hurt and thrown oh. rocks at and thrown out of helicopters and that sort of stuff? Did you end up enjoying it? Was it something fun? There were there were definitely enjoyable parts to it for sure. Um, but it was just like I couldn't comprehend how tough it was going to be before I was went in and I was bracing myself for a really hard challenge and it was just something that's really hard to, to even describe or imagine without putting yourself sort of in that much pain and you just yeah you're in the hurt locker just for huge amounts of time and it's not just mm. the recombination of um, all the, the, the physical um, elements and really being pushed physically but then on top of that you're being pushed mentally plus you have hardly eaten anything plus you're absolutely freezing and it just is relentless um, so it's just, yeah. This sounds, <laughs> like like fun. This sounds awesome. Sign us up. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, I've got to tell you, Nimsy, there would want to be a hell of a thumping invoice that I'd be sending through after that if you're going to put me through 
but I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> I'm interested to to know, Molly. I mean, obviously, you're a, an extremely mentally strong individual, very astute, very you know quick thought processes. That's why you're an Australian Rally Champion. How did you find your mental focus or all that? Did you find that what you've done in sport helped to get you through that particular experience? I think, um, yeah, definitely having the, you know, competitive streak and that bit of, um, uh, yeah, like extra grit, I guess, that you develop from sport, um, you know, helped and, and having that, um, you know, being able to really have sort of that motivation, I think just stubbornness as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely helped. And, but I think also in reverse, there's so many um, things from going through that experience that you can take back into into sport as well. And, and just that... Um, yeah, just the resilience that you have to have. And it just puts everything into perspective. Like you're really just trying to stay alive. (laughs) So it just kind of makes everything else seem not as important. So, you know, it's a great, um, yeah, it's just a great insight into like how, what humans can do. And and when you've been yelled at and sworn at by these guys that are just the most insane humans I've I've ever met. And just to think the things that they do, um, you know, you were always look at the SAS as the, the, the pinnacle of, um, you know, the most elite soldiers and, and people that we have um, and, and you have this appreciation and then you kind of go through a tiny, tiny percentage of what they do for real when they're actually in war zones and, like, you just it just blows your mind and it just makes everything else, it just puts everything else into a different scale of perspective. Because they're not... They're not fairy floss individuals. They are scary, <laughs> scary dudes, aren't they? If you don't like swear words, I mean, that, that would be the only <laughs> thing I would caveat about watching the show. I mean, it's going to be insane, but everyone is an effing something at some point <laughs> <Wow>. every day. <laughs> wow. And I would imagine that after that, now, you just touched on it before, like we've all gone through experiences in our life where we think, you know, that's the hardest thing we ever, we've ever had to go through. Mm. I went some, through some surgery last year and I found myself in this last 12 months kind of going, oh yeah, that's easy. God, if I've done that, I can do this. If I've done that, I can do this. Do you find that now in your everyday when you've, I'm sure you keep training and you're doing all that sort of stuff that you go, this is easy. Mate, five minutes ago, I was, as I say, getting thrown out of a helicopter backwards and, and held underwater <laughs> yeah. by a gorilla. Just, mate, this is easy. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it, it shows, you sort of proved to yourself, I guess, what, what you're capable of. Um, so for, from that, like from that side, it was such a worthwhile experience and something that, um, you know, I'm so happy to have done. But um, like during it, it's, it's also, it's like the best and the worst thing at the same time. So, and, and did you find after it, um, were you surprised at how you went? Did you, you learn some stuff, you know, about yourself that you thought, geez, I, this is, I've got to brush up on this or I've got to, I've got to work harder on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I always want, like, I hoped that I would come out different and I hoped that it would change me. Um, and, and it definitely did. So, um, I think from that, uh, yeah, what I was hoping, um, but, you know, did happen, I guess. <laughs> well, so let's move back to the track because all this stuff just terrifies the absolute bejesus out of me. <laughs> but I can't wait to check that out, though. 19th of October is when it does debut on our screens. But uh, now you mentioned, Molly, that we've got the, sh- the Motorsport Australia Rally Cup, the shootout in November. What's some of the stuff? Obviously, yep. you can, you know, you can obviously go for runs. You can do your exercises and stuff like that at home. But how do you sort of stay race fit? Have you got a simulator? Are you just 
watching old tapes? What what sort of stuff can you do pre- to prepare yourself for this one-off shootout? Yeah, it's really tricky um, because, I mean, I, I do have a sim, but but to be honest, I, I never grew up with video games. <laughs> kind of, I'm not very good at it. Um, no, and I mean, it, it's really difficult. For, for TCR, it was fantastic because, you know, you can really get the similarities between the behaviour of a car on a track and the, the accuracy of the track and, and, you know, at least learning circuits that were new to me and all that sort of thing. Whereas in rally, you can't memorise the stages, the grip's different to try and replicate the feeling of, of grip on gravel on a sim is, is very difficult. So it's um, it's good for, you know, focus and, and reactions, I guess, and that sort of thing. But in terms of actually practising anything more like driving, it, it's a bit limited. Um, so from, from that side, yeah, just, just watching Red Bull TV. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I find it a bit frustrating as well, though, at this point, um, you know, watching old stages. But, but really, it's, it's just about... Um, you know, staying fit and staying sharp so that when you get back in the car, you know, hopefully it's like riding a bike and you can get back back in the groove. But so much of rally is, is feel that um, you know, it's a lot harder to train for outside of the car. Mm. Well, Molly, um, uh, speaking of staying fit and staying sharp, um, another individual's just come bursting through the studio doors here, <laughs> huffing and puffing. I, I was going to say, guys, embarrassed. Are, you, are you guys going to, I've been sitting here for 15 minutes, are you guys going to let me ask a question? <laughs> like, seriously. Welcome to the show, Steve Johnson. I've been very patient tonight, don't you think? I've been sitting here listening to the whole thing, Molly, and saying... I wasn't allowed on SAS because Ugh. I'd literally, you know, I'd I'd clock it in a day. So I'm like, oh, can I please ask a question? Can I can I have your twenty five thousand dollar watch there so I can wind on the right time, please, Mr. Johnson? That'd be great. Oh dear, dear. Hey, welcome to the show, Steve. Oh, thanks. We've got Molly Taylor on the line. Do you want to have a chat? Yeah, thanks. I've chatted to Molly many times, many times. I was hoping to chat to her more this year, actually, behind the camera, but. Uh, uh, it wasn't to be, was it? It's been a, uh, it's yeah, been a bit of a tough one for all of us. So um, obviously, you know, you're hoping as, as I was uh, sitting here patiently listening that uh, hoping that the Canberra, you can get up to Canberra and do that rally because uh, we're still hoping to do a race this year. We don't know where and when, but, you know, we're, as a TCM category, we're still trying to, to get out this year. But, you know, it's, it's obviously going to be tough for a lot of people and a lot of the competitors. Yeah, totally. Well, there you go. <laughs> oh, sorry, was that a question? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you waited 15 minutes for a question. Oh, you guys are like, what an you guys are so mean. You You're so <laughs> mean. You, you know, Molly, I liked you. I wish I'd learned that because that was true. <laughs> Do you remember the probing questions of, of Greg Willisy, Kerry ann Kennelly, Mike Walsh? You, you're, you were right there on that, Steve. There, you were red hot I? there. Yeah, you were, mate. There you know, is a Walkley Award in your future, you, my friend. You know who I learnt from? I learnt from the best Paul Lynham I learnt from. <laughs> Paul Lynham? Yes, I mean, you, I just, you said it so well. I had nothing to add. You summed it up completely. Well, I stumped you. It was the best answer ever, Molly. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's the last time I get a call up. Oh, that is so good. Well, Molly, I, I think... Um, SAS, Steve yeah. ain't sure. Yeah. See, she's learned. She's just one word answers. Bang, yes, no, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You've got go. to give them as little information as possible. That's it. I can't wait to... Molly, I cannot wait to watch it. Now we've we've spoken to you about it and uh, and our listeners have, have heard what you've got to say about it. I think it's going to be a fantastic show and really exciting. Some really good... Um, Something different too. Something different to the standard, mm. you know, what we've seen on yeah. TV with, with all the, 
the shows like biggest the big losers brothers well, and the biggest there's losers a sneak peek on seven right now and they're dragging him through the woods <laughs> this is oh, it, it's like when they say it's you know it's completely unscripted and 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 the producers don't have it like it, it's it's completely legitimate like it is there's there's cameras everywhere but they don't interact with anything that's going on it's completely run by the the four directing staff and they wow. don't hold back they they want to give you the the real experience and and it's yeah it's and I mean I think that's why it was the appeal to everyone that went on it that it's not a reality show that's you know as we have come to know them. Um, well, it is. It's it, a proper it, reality. Molly, there's a dude with a beard that I just saw unmasked Nick uh, Nick Cummins, and he looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> it's no good news. Yeah, yeah. Dude's scary. He Look at it. Look, I've never seen yeah, Merrick yeah. Watts not that happy in his life. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, big names, Olympic swimmer James Magnuson, uh, Nick Honeybadger Cummins, Merrick Watts, cricket legend uh, Mitchell Johnson, uh, and, of course, the biggest star of all, Molly Taylor. And, mate, well done. Congratulations. (laughs) And I can't wait. I can't wait to see how you pull through. I think it's going to be mega. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I can't wait to watch either. I'll tell you what, just looking at that dude with the beard on that little preview, uh, I'm glad that we're talking to you and that you're here safe and sound. So that's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be it for me. If the, if, if the producer said to me, and this is going to be your drill, Sergeant, I'm like, mm, no, thanks. Nah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no. When, when's the next plane back to that. Australia? <laughs> that's what I'd be saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, hey, Molly, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, hopefully we get to see you in the rally car pretty soon. Now, I know that last year, this is a question without notice, I know that... Uh, Subaru stopped their factory backing last year. You're still going to be in the famous blue and yellow um, when we see you in a rally car next. We we hope so. That's what we're working on. Where um, you know Craig Brooks, who owns the car and the team, we we did so much prep before between South Australia and Coffs Harbour to you know keep working on on the Subaru. And um, yeah, we were really gutted when that event got cancelled. So we all feel like we've got unfinished business. So we'll be um, yeah, doing everything we can to try and. Um, make it there in, in whatever capacity we can, but we, we really want to make it on the start line in um, in Fabio, and, Fabio Abelou machine. And for all those other competitors on the grid at uh, the Motorsport Australia Rally Cup, there's only going to be one driver there that's survived SAS training. So I'd be worried if I was anyone else <laughs> oh, on that yeah. grid. That's a really good point. I've never thought about <laughs> try it like in, that. Try and intimidate Molly Taylor. Go on, try yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a crack. See how you go. What's the worst you're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Got a six foot bearded angry gorilla I, I did, yelling at me. Don't care. I did ask if I could drive one of the army um, jeeps, but they didn't let me. Yeah, that that bloke looked like he's not the type of guy. To, yeah. <laughs> did, he, did he give you a one word yeah. answer as well? No. Yeah. You, you learn pretty quick. Well, I mean, normally they they contain at least two words because there's got to be one swear word at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, that's about it. <laughs> oh, Molly, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board. Uh, good luck at, in November, and also we can't wait to see you on screens uh, Monday week, the nineteenth of October. Make sure you check it out. But uh, good to chat to you again, Molly, and hopefully we we'll see you on track soon. Likewise, thanks, guys. <laughs> Molly Taylor there joining us. And welcome, Stephen. It's good to have you on board. Oh, thank you, Nipsey. Go away, Matthew. Oh, dear. I keep laughing. You know, the funny thing was I arrived at the door here and my alarm went off and said, leave for radio show. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Right, how about we fix that up for next week, Mr. J? <laughs> yeah, we will. How good was Molly, though? I mean, she she is... Um... I'm fair dinkum watching Channel 7 right now. That bloke looks mean. Oh, he's scary. 
a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, I worked as a bouncer in London. And I've got to tell you, had Hack Guy walked through the door, I would have been, after you, sir, come on through. <laughs> Not a problem. He is dead set, scary and intimidating. Every second word is the F word covered into He's a scary dude. So big ups to Molly for, for or, and, and all the rest of the guys and cast to get through that because that would have been... As I said, mate, there's no I'm way so I'd do it. I'm so interested to watch no it. There's no way. Because, as I said before, it's it's something that it's way, you know, it's it's thinking outside the square, this mm. one, this show, this yeah. style of show. And yeah. I, kudos to the, obviously, the producers and the, the creative people that, I guess, made the show. Big and, risk, too. What oh, if you hurt massive, someone? Massive risk. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the insurance cover on this one. Anyway, I can't wait to watch. It's gonna be great. Yep. You're not gonna. We don't have to build anything. We don't have to cook anything. We don't have to, you know, <laughs> decorate anything. We don't. It's just gonna be yeah, great. You don't have to sabotage someone's you don't walk. To, don't have to. You know what I mean? Date somebody. You don't have to do any of that sort of stuff. You just go out and get yelled at for a couple of days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like me. It's like me going at home on a Monday. I was oh, just. Oh, I was actually just Mac. about to. I was just about to say. Aside from being thrown out of a helicopter, that's. <laughs> Yeah, getting dragged through the forest. Mrs. Mac does that on the odd occasion when I've been a bad boy. Totally. But uh, no, it was great to have Molly Taylor on board. Great to have you back too, Stephen. But uh... Go away, Nimsy. We'll Time t- for a commercial break. We'll take a quick break here on the driver's seat. I'm back with more because a lot of news has happened in the past couple of hours. We'll run through it all right here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota, Building Australia. For Kubota, together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app featuring podcasts, interviews, and news. It is a must for all motorsport fans. Guys, this was actually um, a bit of bad news. And let's face it, we all saw the writing on the wall. In fact, Gary Rogers even said this when he was on our show. When was it? Like two weeks ago? Yep. Yeah. 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 Yep. Unfortunately, it looks like the Bathurst International officially cancelled. Now, this affects nine categories. Nine yep. categories are just done for the year. We just got to, you know, remember that the, I guess with the build-up of ARG and their categories, most, like more than half, I would say, probably two-thirds are based out of Victoria. Yeah. And it wasn't like supercars where they needed to get out and quarantine um, because there was no championship to have, you know, mm-hmm. as such. So that's that's the biggest, I guess, issue with, trying to go ahead with there was never ever going to be any internationals coming to the Bathurst International anyway with no. with the restricted travel so no. it was one of those things that we've spoken about it I spoke about it sort of I wouldn't even say off the record it was just my opinion mm-hmm. I can't see it happening mm. and you know I'm not a hate to say I told you so sort of guy but it, it really didn't take a rocket scientist, scientist and, and that's fair. I'm not a rocket scientist. Um, <laughs> Can't to, even to, work a watch. <laughs> to, fig, to figure it out, exactly. No, look, and, and that's the thing, as you rightly say, S5000, which is one oh, of the I so much want to see those cars at Bathurst. Yeah, they're going to be awesome. They're going to they be so there. cool. Uh, half of the TCR crew are all down there, you know. Um, half of the Trans Am people are down there. And, I mean, this this affects not to... Half of the TCM to, people. To put a know, face on it, though, Nimsy, like, you know, Stevie J hasn't driven hasn't raced his race car since the Adelaide 500. Mm. This was going to be a big comeback for him and his only And the XD as well. Everyone uh, was XD. looking forward to seeing the XD. Yeah, yeah. How and many it was people? his only run at Bathurst yeah. was this year because we're not at the 1,000. And I'm the same from a Trans Am point of view. It was going to be the highlight of our year, the Trans Am 100. And I think realistically for Stevie J and I, you, I reckon, and tell me I'm wrong, Steve, please, but I reckon you can almost put a 
pin in the fact that you and I won't be driving race cars again this year yeah. in a competitive environment. Yeah, 100%. Unless we go down to the local go kart joint, high kart joint, and yeah. you and I can go sideways. Hard. Cam yeah. Wilson, let's go down there. <laughs> go down there. Have a run. little plug, Cam. For, yeah. Thanks for a free twenty minutes. Geez, thanks, they're going to want to have two big seats. For well, us you know to what get you can them. do? You could drive the twin seater. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> bit of ballast. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. get Jed or Lacey to sit on the other side. With and a bit I'll of just ballast. rip the seat out of mine. And <laughs> yeah. just, uh, and there you go. <laughs> One of the things too, like Steve, you highlighted pretty damn well at this when we were talking um, about it before. The fact that ARG, I mean, the whole S5000 category is basically based around Gary Rogers Motorsport. Like, he's one of the guys that sort of uh, builds the actual cars and stuff like that. And when you look at the amount of people that are involved in TCR Australia, S5000, the Touring Car Masters, um, the Porsche Sprint Challenge, the Holden Bathurst Revival was actually going to have the GRM Monaros that won in the Bathurst 24-hour. Yeah, yeah. Try and sort of get all that through borders and quarantine. And, you know, we've all got... um, these aren't – people have businesses and stuff like that. They can't just yeah. take 14 days out of their life. Uh, let, alone, <laughs> let alone officials, broadcast people, all the you know all the uh, sundry bits and pieces that need to happen. It was just never going to happen. And now they've come out and said that should the, the November event be cancelled, which it now is, they will endeavour to put on a doubleheader at Sandown, um, 5th and 6th of December, 12th to 13th of December in Victoria. I mean, tell me I'm wrong, Nimsy. You're, you're down there in Victoria. Like from, from our point of view, from a Queensland point of view, to New South Wales, our borders are saying, our, our government is saying up here, you will need 28 days of no community transmission with New South Wales before we'll open our borders. Now we were going beautifully. I think it was like 10 or 12 days there. And then today, bang, three, mm. three cases or whatever it was. Yeah, it's really upset the apple cart there. Reset the clock. Mm. We go back to another 28 days again. How the hell are we going to do this in Victoria? There ain't no way. I, I, so we'll grab the crystal ball out, Steve. Give it a polish if you don't mind. <laughs> I will say right here and right now, that December event will not happen. And I actually pose the question, should it even happen? Shouldn't we just pack our cars away now? Let the Bathurst 1000 be the grand final for supercar. Put our cars away now and say, we'll see you round one next year. Yeah. Focus on towards that. Everyone save your sponsorship dollars. Everyone save your cars. Yeah. Pity we're not going to get racing. But don't you think we should just all pack it in now and, and focus on 2021? Well, 100%. You know, and there is there was an opportunity possibly to race at Bathurst in the tin tops and stuff, as mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, the TCM cars are actually welcome to go there. Absolutely. I think we're going to hear a bit more about that tomorrow morning. So, but, you know, from my point of view, I, I just can't do it. I can't go there and then have to quarantine when I get home for two no. weeks. It's just, it, it doesn't make any any mathematical sense to me business-wise. Financial. Um, no, financially to do it. But should we stop racing for the year now? Should oh, we even I, I think apart from supercars being, yeah, absolutely, 100%. It should be, you know... Wipe it off the calendar, reset. Yeah. Yep. Let's just focus on getting a full season in 2021, yep. rather than trying to possibly risk any more outbreak. Yeah. Um. And and put a uh, a question mark on the start of next year. Totally agree. Everyone is hurting too when it comes to sponsorship dollars and stuff like that, and that's the sort of thing that drives uh not just motorsport but every mm. sport. I mean, you look at the A League. The soccer is basically on their knees. Same with uh, NBL and mm. basketball because. Well, you need bums in seats. You need people to be able to spend. And businesses are shutting down, so they're not yeah. going to be wanting to spend. So there's, right. there's a lot of runoff here. But uh, look, the, the good news, if we can get any form of good news out of this, is that 
uh, obviously all sort of resources now being put back into, right, well, let's just focus on the six hour for next year. Let's just get six hour up and running. And uh, hopefully by then, at least that's something we can aim for. Easter 2021 seems like it's a realistic goal. Seems like a long way away, doesn't it? But when we when we started this process back in February, March, we, we, none of us are sat around thinking, oh, we'll still be having this discussion in September, October. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so whilst Easter does look a long way away, um, who the heck knows? The, the crystal ball, you can't see that far down the track. But I think moving forward, we, we, we've actually got to take a leaf out of some of the other uh, motorsports around the world, like F1 and, and MotoGP. They haven't had zero transmission as such or that zero no. oh look um, at the states there's like seven in formula you know, one a couple of weeks ago you know, and they so kept going. but they're managing it well and i think if we're going to move forward especially for next year that's what's going to have to happen to be able to actually have a full season we're not going to be able to say we can't race until we've had 28 days and we haven't got this we haven't got that mm. it's actually not going to happen I don't, I don't believe it's going to happen i think it's always going to be something yep. there especially while there's people coming in and out of the country still mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's what needs to happen and they need to put measures in place so that we can go and race uh, knowing that they're, you know, you've got to walk in and you've got to walk out of the paddock and get tested and whatever else has got to happen. And such will be the discussions between governments and governing bodies of sports. Mm. You and I won't change that. That's got to be for Anastasia and for, for Uncle Dan and all those people to be talking to Motorsport Australia to say this is how it's going to happen. And, and, and I mean, we'll talk about it later on in the show, Nimsy, but they've started to already come out with regulations about the Grand Prix next year Mm. and how they're going to manage that. So I get that they're looking forward, but for 2020, ain't no way. Put the saddle, take the saddle off the horse and put it it back in the corral. We're done. Put the line straight through it. We're done and dusted. We put a big line straight through it. Why did you say Anastasia and... Uh, Uncle Dan, why didn't you say um, the New South Wales Premier Matthew? Because I just had a mental blank on her name. Uh, it's, and it's, I know you had time to Google it. No, there, it's, it's Gladys Alphabet. Gladys, Gladys Alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a ripper Scrabble Gladys, school. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's a ripper Scrabble. Imagine having that on triple word. But you clear? Uh, <laughs> you can't even say it. And it's on the Berejiklian. Berejiklian. Yeah, Berejigs. Fingers crossed we'll uh, hopefully be... At least we get racing in a week's time at Bathurst. That's something to look forward to. But Thank goodness. We've got a lot to get through here on the driver's seat. We'll take a quick pause for the course. Back with more straight after this. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Right now, as you can hear me shuffling through my notes, what segment are we up to? Power rank kicks. Power rank. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we do it thanks. Oh, wait. It's got a stinger. This is the driver's seat power rankings. We're having a great show today. How's oh, <laughs> the My professional God. radio crew that we are? Oh, it's got a stinger. Should, Folks, it, in case you didn't realise, <laughs> when something plays before a segment, it's called a stinger. Oh. Do you know that there is something that, you know how you, you go to tell someone, then you go, oh, no, actually, no, I don't want to tell you because it's really silly. Should mm-hmm. I tell you? Yeah. No. I was looking at my notes here, Nimsy, and it says segment three, approximately approximately 8.30 to 8.45. Yeah. And I looked at the little timing screen on my screen here in front of me, and it said 7.45. I'm like, holy crap, we're early. <laughs> He's done it What's again. What's going on? And then I realized that it's actually 8.45. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I should put it in your local <laughs> okay. time. 
But um, just make a note in your diary. You and I are going to need to talk after the show <laughs> about times. Yeah, I'm going to pick you up <laughs> next week. <laughs> you only live five minutes up the road, oh, and you went past my joint. Man. <laughs> um, oh, now okay. let's have a look. See at the driver's seat power rankings. Now we already said Scotty McLaughlin, who's quite happy with this. Um, he's got an unassailable yes. lead here. Twenty-seven votes. He's secured the power rankings for another consecutive year. 13. He said he did it. That's what he said, didn't he, Nimsy? Sorry. He says, that's three years in a row as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we've got uh, in P2, Nick Perkat with 13 votes, 11 votes for Fabian Coulthard, nine votes for Jamie Winkup and Shane Van Gisbergen, seven votes for Scotty Pye and Todd Hazelwood, six votes for Cameron Waters and Will Davison, three votes for Chaz Mostert and Cameron Waters and Anton Di Pasquale, two votes Andre Heimgartner, Jack LeBrock and Bryce Woodward, and one vote Lee Holdsworth. Boys, as we. Yeah. Because this was, when you take out Scotty McLaughlin there, we knew he was going to be at the top of the tree. But mm. is there anyone there that you're surprised to see? Or is there any names on there that you expected to see on there higher? Well, okay. yeah, Perkett, I think, has done a great job. Oh, running job. sensational. Um, you know, and we've we've given them big raps, haven't we, yeah. Andy, throughout the year yep. and Nemzy. So, mm-hmm. uh, one, I wouldn't say that I don't expect it. And I wouldn't say that... It's a surprise, um, but I am very happy to see that Fabs is up there yeah. with eleven votes. Yep. You know, at the you know, you ask anyone at the start of the year, and I think when you look down the list there, there was no way you would think he would be in front of Wink Cup and Van Gisbergen and Cameron Waters. Yeah. You know, so I think you know he's really stepped up his game, and I think it's all due, due to the. Probably the small amount of criticism from the driver's seat that's really helped that. Um, but one person that I am very impressed with is Will Davo has hung in there. Yeah, I, has hung in there it? from round one. Yeah, I gave him a couple of sneaky points through the year, but still, he's in there. The posthumous award, almost. He's, uh, <laughs> for a bloke that he, lost his drive, he's done very well in twenty. He's done very well. And was out after one round. Mm. <laughs> I mean, look. If we do, if we have, if we calculate it points per race, yeah, clear winner, uh, clear winner, <laughs> clear winner, take some of the chocolates. No, and uh, some names that may not have been there. I mean, certainly weren't there last year. But guys like Jack LeBrock and Bryce Forward, great to see them have good runs. I think it's relatively um, clear indication of where Chaz is uh, and has been this year. Been inconsistent, obviously, with that car, but he's getting his head around that. Good to see Todd Hazelwood. So to see been a couple a bit of... unfair on Lee, actually. Lee won point, I think. And that was probably the point that I gave him. You wouldn't have given him one. Yeah, why? Because you don't do that sort of we thing. We share a sponsor. You're... I give him a point. No, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no look, I, no, I, Lee, Lee he's been was a... good at SMP, but hasn't. Been, he's not been fabulous yeah, all year. No, but I guess in, in a way he's... He's definitely sprung surprises in qualifying and all that sort of stuff. Like he's been but then pacey, drops away. But then drops away in the yeah. races. It, so just inconsistency for this year for Lee, but um, hopefully that will be rectified for this year, uh, for next year. But yeah, I think the standout for me, you expect Scotty McLaughlin there. Um, I did not expect uh, Per Dog, Nick Percat, mm. to be there yeah, with 13 votes. Clearly second place. But as we say, above Fabian, above Jamie, above Shane. So, uh, and I just think that's where the team is. He's dragged that car forward. He's really dragging that team forward. Um, they're really the only people who are consistent. He is the only guy who's a consistent challenger to the Bulls and uh, and Shelby Power. 
on a consistent basis. So yeah. congratulations to him. I think he's had a great year. Cam Waters has been really knocking on the door for a long, long time now, but there's always something that seems to go astray at Tickford. There's always either an airbox fire somewhere or, yeah. or, or, or car number five takes him off the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Nimsy, you are 100% right in what you say. Tickford this year has been fast, but they've been inconsistent. A bad stop here or there, an airbox fire, falling off the track, a failure. I remember last year, Will Davo nearly lost the podium at Tail and Bend from an yeah. airbox fire. He actually yep, lost he the lead. It coughed. Well, hmm. if it didn't cough in, in pit lane, he possibly could have challenged Scotty Mack out of the pits mm-hmm. last year. So that's been an ongoing issue with them for a while now. Even in Super 2, Tommy Randall had a problem with that uh, last yeah, he did. year. he did last year. So it's clearly a design fault, and Tickford are a gun organisation. So they're going to be going through their systems and, and working out. I think they're at SeaWorld up here. They're going to be working <laughs> out. Because it, it hasn't been an issue, if you think about it, boys. It was an issue at Taylor Bend last year, and it was an issue at Taylor Bend this year, mm. it was at, there, were, there were more instances of it last year, but it hasn't really shown itself to be a consistent problem this year. So that we know that, of, yeah. that we know of anyway. But I, 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 so I wonder where in the design of that that setup underneath the, the bonnet there, they, they've got this consistent airbox flame out and cough and all that kind of stuff. Because if you don't know what we're talking about, basically what it does, it stops the car for just a split second. It, it chokes it and stops the car. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, and when you're in a game of, you know, two, three, four, five tenths of a second, that'll do it every day of the week. If, we, if not take out the, blow the candle out completely and stop the car. Well, and it was mostly happening in pit lane when the pit lane speed limit was on last yes. year and the start of this year, Yeah, which is all down to the fact of limiter on, you're only meant to have a certain percentage of throttle, like 10, 12% throttle maximum. Mm-hmm. If you have a little bit more than that, it can backfire and, and cause that airbox fire. But we saw it happen on track with Jack LeBrock at Tail and Bend. Yeah. And remember, he lost a good second and a half. He was in P2 or P3. He lost a second and a half gap, two-second gap to Cam Waters um, coming out of turn six hairpin. And then that got Cam right on the back of him and and passed him four or five laps later. So it's it's actually whether they're doing trying to rectify it and making it worse. But that's the first instance I've seen personally Mm. that it's happened in racing conditions on track at full full speed. We should really talk to Tim Edwards about that, which mm. we may try and do before we get to Bathurst next week. Nimsy, we might try and get Timbo on the show and have a chat about that. It's the biggest race of the year. We don't want any of his charges to be uh, losing the race because of a, of a flame out. So. Yeah, exactly. Because he's got, Tickford have got a stellar lineup there. We'll do a big Bathurst preview before the great race, obviously. But uh, you are listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Back with more because we've got... Uh, Listener mailbag coming up after this <laughs> on the driver's seat. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have your company on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. And together, we're building Australia. Right now, though, it's time for this. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Yeah, if you want clean wheels, fit Bendix brakes. I know Carnival 5 for Tickford Racing certainly loves the Bendix brakes. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, he, doesn't he use car number six for Bendix brakes? Does he? Yeah. Is it? No, it's not on Cam's car. No, but no. no. It's on, it's but he, on oh, sorry, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about the Tickford ones. 
Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm talking about the, the car number five uses car number six as a Bendix Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh, M's fighting words. Oh, jeez, Louise. But yeah, if you want cleaner wheels, make sure you fit Bendix brakes. Uh, let's get straight. Let's cross over to America and have a look. See at this week's Bendix brakes big moments. This has been one of Power's best tracks in his IndyCar career. The Brickyards Road Course. Will Power. He won the pole position. He's going to win the race. Power wins at Indianapolis. Nice job. Nice job. That's right. Will Power has scored. uh, Not only did he get pole position for race two, but led all 75 laps on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. Uh, His fourth win of the season, 39th win of his career, but it was a Team Penske clean sweep of the weekend with uh, uh, his his teammate Joseph Newgarden winning uh, race one that weekend. So... Scotty Max got uh, yeah, a fair bit to, to, to look they, They're in good form, Nimsy. Like, if you're yep. Scotty Mack, you're in the, the leading supercar team here in Australia. You're going to go and make your debut over there. Yes, intimidating that you got the, the two guys, last one races, are from your team, and you're going to fire over there and jump in and see how you go. But, I mean, they're on a roll. Um, we don't often cover uh, IndyCar here on the driver's seat, but um, especially when Crazy Eyes Power gets in there and, and does really well, we like to fly the Aussie flag. But, you know, as the season winds down and we've got supercars coming to their crescendo in a couple of weeks, um, it'll be good to be able to cover a little bit more of Indy and some of the other categories that are going around. But um, a great weekend. Uh, clearly Power and Newgarden and their strategy team mm. are in good form and, and Scotty's walking in at a good time, I reckon. Oh, he is, yeah. And also, the, you know, that team is really... Uh, stepped up the last, you know, the second half of that championship season. Mm. At the start, Scotty Dixon was untouchable. I think he won five or six in a row. Like mm. he was, and uh, still holds the lead. Still holds the lead by thirty-two Dim- points, diminishing, but still holds the from lead from Newgarden. So yeah. it's going to be very interesting. With one more race to go, anything can happen. And you know, why not have four cars out there trying to help one of your guys win the championship? Yeah, absolutely. And they've done a great job this year with IndyCar. I mean, you could hear Crackers uh, Lee Diffie in the background there. Uh, with his commentary, an Aussie guy who obviously Australians will know from from covering supercars. He now covers Indy over there. I think it's is it for CBS? I think NBC. NBC, NBC. Mm-hmm. close. Dyslexic moment there. Yes, uh, NBC. <laughs> so um, good to see, good to hear him there. Uh, the IndyCar thing is going from strength to strength. Yeah. And, and, and interestingly, Nimsy, you love him. You love that screen on that car. Oh, I love you? IndyCar. I, I've always. I love loved IndyCar Indy too. The, gr- the racing yeah. is super. Red hot. Yeah, really, really good. And different winners all the time, uh, which is really yep. good. But uh, as a as a statement of the value for the championship, Nimsy, Honda announced they're pulling out of Formula One at the end of 21, uh, but they have recommitted to IndyCar moving forward and their engine program there. So um, clearly that, that North American program is is doing really well and, and um, uh Hopefully, Scotty. What will what will Scotty Dixon be? Five or six time champ. It's like seven, maybe seven, maybe. If he wins, I think he's already five or a six time champ. Well, so pretty good. I don't want to have, you know add fuel to speculation flames here, but uh, why would you want to do that? We hate <laughs> doing that. Oh, no. But let's have a look at Team Penske's four cars that'll be on the grid when Scotty Mack goes over there in car number three. Will Power, Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Newgarden, he's American, I believe. Uh, Simon Paginot is French. 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 Bonjour. Uh, Eighth in the championship too. Bonjour to (laughs) our French listeners. Escargot. (laughs) (laughs) Philip Mignon. uh, (laughs) All that sort of jazz. But uh, 
it sort of goes to see that Team Penske doesn't care where the hell you're from. If you're a good driver, why not come drive for me? Absolutely. Oh, but yeah, there ain't no... As much as Roger's clearly a... Um, a big fan and, and a proud American and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. If you've got, if you've got the go um, and you fit into that program and you fit into the culture of the Penske organization. Um, yeah. I, I don't, he wouldn't care if you come from the middle of Africa somewhere. <laughs> yeah. If you've got talent and you fit in, then you get to go. If you're so. the fastest Eskimo, he'll find you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, just before we go, um, also just want to say a bit of a, bit of a Bendix plug there. Big thank you to Ian Bott and all the guys at Bendix. They've just uh, boxed up and sent me a set of discs and, and pads and their new braided brake line, Stevie J. Yeah. Oh, nice. Classic, hey? So you can, you. you're going to be able to get a new pack from Bendix. I think it's called the Champions Pack. I don't know why they didn't send they didn't send it to you instead of me, but they sent it to me nonetheless. Sure, I should call it the Matty Mac Pack. <laughs> the Matty Mac Pack. The Mac Pack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so... The uh, the big red Mustangs about to get a nice uh, set of Bendix pads and and uh, rotors and brake lines, braided brake lines, which we're going to put on at your workshop, Stevie J. Maybe do a little quick video for them. So mm. keep an eye. So thank you, Ian Bot, and all the crew down there. I really appreciate that. Fingers crossed You're that uh, my foot down with uh, confidence. I'll tell you what, hopefully uh, Chaz Mostert's car's nowhere near there. But we know how much he enjoys uh, a car with Bendix brake signage on it. But um, <laughs> that was or wiping it down the side of a monster car. Sure. <laughs> that was our. Bendix Brakes, a big moment. If you want cleaner wheels, make sure you fit Bendix Brakes. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Great to have you company on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Right now, it's time for this. Now on the driver's seat, the podium. Yeah, the podium talks about three talking points from the week. Matt and Steve will do a deep dive into this week. Let's get into P1, the new safety car rule that's going to be at Bathurst. Now, lapped cars will have the ability to pass the safety car in a new rule that'll be introduced for the super cheap auto Bathurst 1000. Any race contenders won't be interrupted by backmarkers on restarts now, and cars that fall behind will have a chance to claw their way back into the hunt. It's essentially a free kick. Uh, how do you boys feel about that? Stevie, we'll, we'll start off with like- you. Well, I reckon that Wing Cup's going to be stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon yep. that's his green light to yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. In NASCAR, we call it the lucky dog. Yes. But what they got to remember is with the NASCAR side of things, they get that quite early. So, yeah. And then the cars are able to race around the circuit and then line up on the tail of the safety car line back mm-hmm. on lead lap. From what my understanding of this rule is, is – they're going to allow those lap cars to pass, but it's only going to be on Conrad Strait out of Forest Elbow on the restart lap. So, so they're almost going to be a lap behind by the time exactly. they cross the line. They won't be anywhere near the, the lead pack. No, no, they won't. Like they'll they'll go mm-hmm. from maybe the the second timing sector, mm-hmm. right, just out of Forest Elbow before the little kink as you're heading down the hill. Um, and then they'll go, boom. They'll be sort of off and racing and trying to get the, as big a gap on the restart cars as they can. And then, you know, all you can do there is is press on if you've got a fast car, stay in front of the leader mm. and hope another safety car comes out to be able to catch the back of that train. Right. So that's that's the only thing that I'd... I'd it's just to stop that the you front don't guys see. squabbling with people that, are a, lap down. that are a lap down, which, yeah... Mm. 
Okay. I mean, I like the lucky dog in, in NASCAR because you can get spun out on lap one and you can still win the race, yep. you know, 300 laps later around Daytona. This, I don't know, this kind of, this part of me, and we see it all the time where the NASCAR, the, the NASCAR, the safety car just comes on out and it could be in front of, uh, you know, Todd Hazelwood who, who had a crash early and he's five laps down, but that's where he is on the road mm. at that time. And then all the lead cars are going to get past him and do all that kind of stuff. Mm. It does take an element of uncertainty out of it, doesn't it? Mm. Like it, 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 you know, we're going to talk about Nathan Hearn in just a second and GRM. If if that safety comes car comes right out in front with two laps to go and it's right in front of Nathan Hearn, and these guys are squabbling for a race, that's a pretty intimidating thing and yeah. and has a potential for well, disaster. Clear and get out of the way. Yeah, and, clear and, and get out of the way and then have a scoot to the end. Yeah. But. But um, I don't know. I kind of liked watching rookies and backmarkers get in the way. That's the whole bit. point. Sort of tightened it. up a bit of racing. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. but <laughs> I think I like. Sorry, Nimsy, but I think I like the fact that at the end of the race we're going to have the clear twenty cars out of twenty four on the lead lap racing for position rather than you yeah. know having you know. 16 or 15 or whatever it is so yeah you know imagine winning the race after getting the lucky dog essentially earlier on in the race and lap 80 mm. and you get the wave wave passed you, you you're fast enough to stay out in front of the pack you're lucky enough to get another safety car in the next 10 laps before the pit stops and then you're on the back of the train and you, and you know you make your way through and you win the race like that that'd be a pretty cool story good as fuel, well good tires yeah People have made mistakes up the front or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're going to run short on fuel and tires. Yep. And you just keep like I just through. love keeping the race alive, and 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 if we can keep it alive for as many of the running competitors as we can, I think that's a good thing for the sport. Mm. One thing, uh, this is completely cosmetic here. I don't like the green safety car. I know it's Shannon's getting behind him, and we love Shannon's as a sponsor <laughs> because they do so much for so many categories in motorsport in Australia. But green safety car, no, 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 not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks, Nimsy. Imagine if it did a imagine if it did a right turn out of Forest Hill and went through the trees like the other green car. You wouldn't say. <laughs> you can pay for the safety car, Nimsy. But because uh, I bet you what, when Vodafone said we're out, uh, and Shannon said, "Yeah, we'll take it over," I bet you there was not one single upset person in the wrapping crew at Supercars about mm. having to wrap it green. They would have gone, thank you, bank the check, make <laughs> yep, it green. But go. you know what I reckon? Uh, there's a big opportunity missed by Uber Eats, isn't there? <laughs> like, could you imagine Uber Eats sponsoring the safety car? The Uber Eats car out in front of the field. Or the menu delivering log safety the food, car. Or the menu log safety car. <laughs> hey, How you, cool would that be? You were wasted behind the wheel. I was about you to say. You should have been a commercial director. And you can have like you a little brown around. plastic bag on top of the Mustang. <laughs> what about what about the uh, you know obviously Red Rooster delivery? Imagine those little fast things, little rocks, well, the thing on the was roof. A, there was a Red Rooster race at SMP, remember? Yeah, the Red Rooster the Red, Sydney yeah, Supernight three hundred or well, uh, Red Rooster Sydney Supernight safety car. Hmm. Yeah. Was it a Supernight race? Yeah. Yep. Well, there you go. And then the year before it was uh, anyway. We we, we digress. We digress. Uh, we digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P two on the we podium. We wax lyrical. <laughs> P two on the podium. Gary Rogers Motorsport at Bathurst. Now officially, we haven't seen their wildcard entry listed on the grid for Bathurst this year. The GRM squad is proceeding as usual. They have taken all the necessary quarantine measures. They're soldiering on as if they would race. But um, GRM have set in motion legal action against Motorsport Australia after an unsuccessful bid to obtain a super license exemption for Nathan Hearn. Now. I heard during the week um, 
someone described it really, really good. It's essentially because Nathan Hearn's been playing in a in a garden that's not owned by uh, Motorsport Australia. It's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't do, you don't play in our yard, so you can't come play with us now. Ooh, that's essentially what's controversial. <laughs> Um, because most of the stuff he does is in non-motorsport Australia events. Yeah, it's right? in AMR. Most stuff he'd done last year, except that he did do he did do Formula Four championship, Formula and Ford, that, was, yeah. that was cams back then. Now motorsport Australia. It's only last year that he did the AMRS stuff with um, with Trans Am or TA two. Um, I don't know. I mate, put the pads on, get in their gas, take the bat to them. I'd love to see Nathan and and Tyler have a crack around there. Take it back to them. I just think it's, you know, they are, and I get it, but they're just making it too hard for guys to come in to, you know, fill. I mean, there's not 35 supercars there with no licenses available. You know what I mean? There's, I think legally, I think there's 32 licenses Mm -hmm. that are able to race and we're only racing, what, 24, Mm -hmm. 23? Yep. You know what I mean? Supercars are holding licenses. Like seriously, we need to. We need to. Such a hard time. We need to be backing people to, not just fill the grid, but make it make it great again. You know, I sound I sound like I sound like Donald. (laughs) Make 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 motorsport great again. Make Super V eight great again. But (laughs) you know, you're right though, Stevie. (laughs) (laughs) But because you you are right though. Like how many times when you go back and watch those old Bathurst and there's, just from the openings the opening grid when they just get off the mark and the lights yeah. go out and you see walls upon walls of cars just going yep. into turn one it's yeah. it's awesome yeah, yeah the balloons go up in the background and the, the <laughs> you know the james hardy went that a hundred percent steve is exactly right in what he says and nathan and tyler will do a great job i suspect if they get in there because gary will gary will you know put his arm around them and and um, whisper in their ear that if they stuff it up, they'll make him look stupid. And yep. he's spending a lot of money because this is going to court. Yep. Now it is going to arbitration. And um, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what the outcome is because, you know, you, you're going up against the Empire. You, you're going up against the Death Star. And yeah. if he yeah. wins, it's a big statement. It's, it's a big precedent moving forward about the super license concept by Motorsport Australia. Um, and... It, it will set a very interesting precedent, and I and I really hope Gary comes through with it because we're counting down. It's in typical in typical motorsport Australia style, though, like when they first put out the super license rule, um, they they sort of muddied the waters a bit by giving like Alex Rulo, yep, you get one, but no, no, you don't get one. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Matt. Uh, Matt Charter. Yeah, Matt Charter. Like they gave Alex Rulo one, but they didn't give one to Matt Charter, and just like hang on a second. That's because Matt Charter kept running into everything. Well, that's true. Anyway. But, but but you're right in what you say, that it does muddy the water. There is a grey area. It should be black and white. Mm. Matt started a bunch of races and has done for a bunch of years in development series. So should be able to be given, based on that, a licence. But Alex wasn't crashing. Matt was. And so they get the licence. So there's no... There's no rhyme or reason on how you apply it. And I think that's probably going to be their legal stance is, is there's going to be precedent set. How come you gave it to this person and not that person? Yeah. Oh, uh, look, so. we'll, we'll see what happens. Apparently the decision will be at the end of the week. So keep an eye on our socials and we'll post it up there. But last but not least on the podium, P3, the seven slash Fox Sports lineup is unsure because no one's uh, signed any new agreements in place for presenters for Fox and seven. Now seven boss, James Warburton, who, has run supercars and he he wants seven to be able to put their own stamp on the coverage, kind of like what the AFL broadcast arrangement is. Even though Fox Sport and Seven do simulcast it, 
it's very clear to say like, right, this is the Fox Sports presented sort of thing. And this is the seven presented sort of thing. So uh, can combine that with the ARG categories that's going to be headlined by TCR and S500, S5000, sorry, when it goes underway. What do you reckon the lineup's going to look like? Very different or... Barretts is all over that uh, that little teaser they put out. He is, yeah. I, I mean, he he's a. I think personally, he's a no-brainer because Absolutely. he loves it. Like he's so passionate about it. He's he's and good engrossed at it. into seven. He is good at it. Um, and I think that um, yeah. I mean, I mean, as you know, and we spoke to Molly earlier with regard to who was was looking at. I guess headlining the the fact of the TCR the ARG. and the ARG yep. side of things. So, yep. you know, I mean, there's so many good young commentators too, which I love to see. I love I love a bit of a mix, you know. I, you know, I love the uh, the you know. I mean, Chad Nalen's obviously he's engrossed mm-hmm. in in Supercast TV, but you know, those sort of guys. I love bringing them on. You know, it's it's so good to have. Old heads like Crompton as well, you know what I mean. But it's, put Crompton you know, back in the change. red jacket. <laughs> that won't. Yeah. Change, that won't change. I think the broadcasters, the actual commentators, will again be Scaife and Crompton. I think that's yep. that's a bit of a no-brainer. That's going to happen. And Jesse Yates is obviously yeah. They'll, they'll good, anchor it. I guess our good friend Jesse Yates is going to keep anchoring, which is fantastic because we like to look at Jess on TV. She's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think from oh, a brunette, seven, <laughs> from a. <laughs> Push on. (laughs) Seriously. For a seven point... That's not what you said the other day. (laughs) Anyway, uh, from a seven point of view, um, there is a guy who I think has been the most underrated commentator and underused commentator in the history of Australia, and that's Richard Crail. Richard Crail, yep. Does a couple of support categories, Mm -hmm. but I think as a main game commentator, he's used at events by Grand Prix, actually use him as a main game. I think he is fantastic and should be... Um, utilised heavily, whether it be on Fox or Seven, um, uh, moving forward. Mm, I, I tell you who I'd like to see in pit lane: Jack, Jack Perkins. Jack's really good mm. as a commentator. Jack's come on in leaps and bounds in the last couple of years, and I'd love to see him. Did some stuff for he Shannon's last year. Did the... some stuff for Shannon's mm. and asked because of his position as a driver, asks really good, succinct, smart questions. So I reckon if you had Jack um, uh, in pit lane, I think we'd love to see that. Um, who else? Matt Nolte. Yeah, he can continue calling supports. Matt's great. Knuckles yeah. Nolte. We yeah. love we love Matt. Um, and it'll be interesting from a female point of view, you know, with, with uh, Molly Taylor. Abby Way has been talked about. I don't know Abby's work. I must admit, I must confess, I, I really don't know what Abby gets up to. So mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Just Dane? Just... Just for chits and giggles, I'd love to see Jessica Dane. See how Jess does, mm. which is Roland Dane's daughter, uh, also very co-owner po- in co-owner in Triple uh, Eight. She's very polished too. Like every time that you see her in uh, any supercars coverage, like she always presents herself really well. Like so, there's a there's definitely a media career knocking there if she wants it. If she was able to, if you're a TV crew and you went to the back of Triple Eight and you had the opportunity to speak to Roland or Jess. For a better answer, I'd be going to Jess every single day of the week. Mm. Very polished, good performer. Um, I think she'll be. I think I'd love to see her in the supercar coverage. But Barrett's definitely, Scaife definitely, Crompton definitely, and just because we love him, it'll be interesting to see if Greg Rust, Thruster gets back in the game and has another run, or he's going to be specifically TCR and S five thousand and Trans Am. I think Lansley's still, even though he's racing, he's still going to have a like a, a part in 
certain parts of the show as well. So, you know, whether it's in between stints, whether it's before the race, Lansley's still going to be in there doing some of his uh, media side of things. We, his... Can I, can I, a harsh, a harsh question. Mm. And he's, he's a mate of both of us. So has he done well going to the media? I think he's done a lot better lately than he had done at the start. Okay. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. He, he, okay. he's, he's had to sort of, uh, you know, wander into the deep end just a little bit more because he was up, up at the shallow end at the start. But now he's How sort hard of... would it be? It would be so much. It would be hard being him. He's still a current driver for yeah. Red Bull Holden Racing Team. And he's expected to be allowed to walk into anyone's pit and look and oh, yeah. ask whatever questions he wants. You know what I mean? So Not easy. Yeah, not it's, easy. It's not like it's Greg Murphy doing it and then jumping in a car later. But anyway, um, that was the podium. You are listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we're building Australia. Race Rewind coming up next. Then we'll put it all to bed after that. But uh, we're going to delve into the archives, and I'm looking forward to this one. That's next on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Yeah, the driver's seat race rewind. Uh, we we often make mention of this. We mentioned it last uh, last week actually. It just popped up as it does. But let's have a look back at the 2010 Townsville 400. All right, let's go to the footage. So here we go, the Superjet 400 Saturday race day. This is a massive event. Wright's now fallen away. He gets a run towards the wall from Courtney. On the inside again on Winterbottom. This time it's Winter. I tell you, they've almost what? got Tander. Look oh, at that. Both the Jim Beat cars together down there at turn two. Oh, oh God. We've got a, a replay here, Larko, of uh, James Courtney tagging Stephen Johnson. That won't go down well in the team. Car 18 got loose on approach into that corner there and completely lost it. He had nowhere to go but into his teammate. Winkup wins his eighth race of 2010. Garth Tander crosses the line in second. Some nine seconds adrift. That's how dominant the performance of Team Vodafone's number one man. Well, there you go. Jamie Wincup <laughs> dominated the opening race. Of the... He's, still, he's still sitting there shaking his head with his eyes closed. <laughs> How long ago was that? 21? 2010. 2010. And you're still shaking your head. Well, so uh, we've heard the oh, commentary. Just, sorry, after the, after the commentary of, oh, it was Wincup wins his eighth or whatever it was and Tander in second. I'm just, I could just hear Daryl Eastlake in the background going, Oh, it's all on in the Jim Beam pit. Oh, this puts us right. Oh. Except neither of you would have got out of the car with your helmets off. Yeah. They would have been on. Like that, been... like that go-kart race, the World, oh, I saw uh, that. Formula, oh, that the world Go-Kart Championship. Terrible. <laughs> if, 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 with a 35-year-old dad spear tackled the, the yeah, 13-year-old you know kid. You know, the funny thing about that is that obviously the kid that was involved in the accident, the kid that ended yeah. up throwing his nose cone at the kid, Still racing, still racing, and then yeah. he stormed back to the pits. And when the kid came into the pits, old mate poleaxed the the other driver, got yeah. back into the pits and poleaxed this kid in part for May. And then after they got pulled apart, the dad comes in and poleaxes the kid again, spear tackled. Well, with a run up. Well, that dad and that guy is the guy that runs that circuit, that go kart circuit. Really? <laughs> yes, he runs, and the kid is obviously the guy that the the family that run that. Run that circuit. And so. there was the World Championships in Cardiff. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's go back to the Suckrogen highlights then. <laughs> the Suckrogen. Uh, the Suckrogen Townsville. I had to look at that company doesn't exist anymore. Does it not? 
I was no. bought out by someone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's they, were, names. they were a good yeah. sponsor of Changed the Townsville event. They were, they were hmm. a sugar, sugar refining company up there in uh, the Townsville North area, Queensland, North Queensland area. Uh, that, was, that was an eventful race, wasn't it? It was. Um, in the early days of uh, of Townsville, when you know still got big crowds and had a really good. Uh, it was the second vibe one. around the joint. Mm-hmm. It was the second one. Mm-hmm. In fact, I there you go. I raced in that one. Um, didn't get backed into my by my teammate though. Uh, and what did he get? Nine, so Wind Cup went on for a nine-second victory. Yep. Jeez Louise. Garth Tanders in an HRT Commodore as well. Um, yeah. We've got Mark Winterbottom uh, P3 after that. Have a look at the lineup. Uh, Holdsworth in fourth. Um, James Courtney fifth. Uh, Russell Ingle was sixth. Jason Richards seventh. Shane Van Gisbergen eighth. Stephen Richards ninth. And Paul Dumbrell completing the top ten. <laughs> Miss those days, and I was P- and I was P eleven. P eleven after being turned around. That's all right. After being spun <laughs> around too. Not, not a bad drive from the big fella. <laughs> not bad. Not bad if I do not say so myself. For the big man. <laughs> and then it was all on. Doof doof. <laughs> Did, like okay, so let's let's be let's be. Ab- I want absolute transparency and honesty. Don't look around the room. Don't try and avoid my eye contact. What did you say? Oh man. Without but, I mean, twenty ten. I can't remember. Oh come on now. You've I, just honestly, been hit by your teammate. Nice. What did you say? No, we had obviously some words at the end, but in the transporter? No, oh, the I might have been in the transporter, but we got pulled apart pretty quickly. Like Burgess, and you actually got into him. You got like physically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, I mean, Adrian Burgess knew that it was going to be on because it, it wasn't good what happened. Um, we had two cars that were probably capable of podium finishes there. Um, James, but, uh, is, James is still in the lead of the championship as well. And he, yeah, and James is in the lead of the championship. So, And there was a lot of conjecture too. There was, it wasn't just that, that. Should you have moved over and let him through? No, not at all. It was lap one. Seriously. Um, <laughs> See the but, way he bites? No, I didn't bite. <laughs> I just said it was lap one. I didn't bite. No, you don't do that. Do that. <laughs> but um, it's, it's one of those things that, like, if it was James Courtney into Jamie Winkup, or if it was James Courtney into Shane Van Gisbergen, there would have been a penalty, one hundred percent. There was literally you heard it on the on the commentary. Yeah, you didn't got need to see it. Tagged you. So, but because it was team out and teammate, and James was leading the championship, they no penalty. So there who was there was, was a lot driving of things. standards advisor back then. Um, might have been Bargwana, maybe. Oh yeah, I think Jason Bargwana. Yeah, okay. I think so. So so or Dave Stewart, maybe. Let, let's take me through it. You both get no, out of the car. He, you go on to finish the race. Oh, he did. He, did, he, yeah, finished, he, did. he finished he, fifth. He finished fifth. You finished because he didn't spin. That's he just right. He just tagged and spun. So you pull the cars up. Bang. Do you do you talk to your engineer first, or do you literally keep your helmet on, walk through the back of the garage, go straight to the transporter, rip your helmet off, and go? Listen here, young fella. Yeah, well, you got to remember, there's a, twenty blokes in the team that going to know what's going on, yeah, so that they so they, they try you. to keep you apart and. Yeah, it's, Let cool it's heads not, prevail. Not a good a but you, and, and you got to try to be a little bit, I guess, professional about it too. You can't just yeah, but not inside the transport. No, not inside the transport. I mean, like there was a lot of names thrown. Absolutely. So <laughs> let's. Um, uh, it would have been like the big school bully picking on the little guy, the little skinny bloke. I reckon that would have been that would have looked sensational. Let's let's have a look actually at the results here now, okay? Because this is. Or the, did you just go scoreboard? I'm leading the championship. <laughs> well, this is the interesting part here. Listen to you. <laughs> that's lost. Because that's what I would have done. I would have said, Oi, he's up, big fella. Scoreboard. I'm winning the championship here. So Shut he, your face. Now, this is this is the thing. So, obviously, this was 10 years ago. 
the uh, the Townsville 400 was 10 years ago, this particular event. And out of those names in the top 10, uh, Win Cup wins over Tander, who's now a co-driver for Triple Eight, which is interesting. Uh, Mark Winterbottom hasn't sniffed a podium since uh, 2018. Uh, Lee Holdsworth, yep, he's finally back onto his feet a little, a little bit, and but spent a lot of time in the wilderness with Team 18. Mm-hmm. Courtney started the started with a new team at the start of the year, then also ended up in another team directly after uh, the, the following round due to obvious reasons. Russell Ingle doesn't have a job at the moment. Oh, well, he got he got sacked from his next job. Yeah, Jason Richards. Uh, yep, Shane Van yep. Jason Richards is unfortunately not uh, yep. with us anymore. Mm-hmm. But what a Legend, ripping yep. bloke, yep. absolutely. Sad and I'm not saying that because he's not here. He mm-hmm. was a legend of a bloke. Mm-hmm. Shane Van Gisbergen, now a former champion, yet to get a Bathurst winner, but he's almost ticked off every single other uh, race win there. Stephen Richards moved mm-hmm. into a, a sort of backroom job with Team 18 before the pandemic, and now he's uh, is he still driving? He's in New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah, nah, yeah. Th- those backroom jobs um, are really an easy way of saying. Listen, mate, we're sacking you, but oh, yeah, just you know, like Luke Yuden and Erebus, you become the young driver coach, and yeah. and ever since ever since then, um, Luke hasn't heard from them. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, Paul Dumbrell, who now is also out of his seat too, but yeah, the, the still mere climbing f- to the top of he his just money owns stack. persons. Yeah, but like yes. the mere still fact to the top of his money tree and Triple Eight. Out of all of those names, Jamie, yeah, how's that actually names? Sorry, hmm. Dumbrell back then was uh, obviously doing his own thing, uh, but now is a part owner in Triple Eight. Yeah. It's crazy, That's though. It's bizarre, isn't it? That Jamie Winkup, if you said that Jamie Winkup had a nine-second victory in 2020, that's still something that could happen. Mm. Absolutely. He's the only one who's been consistently at the top. Yeah. I mean, I guess Van Gisbergen's had a had a run, but everyone's reached the heights and then fell back a little bit, mm. haven't they? But but you're right, Winkup second in the championship right now and and uh, and still super, super consistent and super, super fast. Can I ask you this, boys? Hmm. A little bit off topic. And it'll be interesting to see what the reaction to this is. Shane Van Gisbergen, one-time champion, underperformed, do you reckon? With his immense talent, never won a Bathurst. Obviously got very close, but hmm. had, the, had the starter motor hmm. issue. Very close. But... but also, haven't seen him really super. I mean, I suppose he's duked it out for the championship, but because he's one-time champion, should he be more? Well, he won his championship in the first year with them, hmm. and if you look since then, it's they have been duking it out. Like he he got beaten by Scotty Mack in twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, yep. Um, you know, which was a tight tussle, and then obviously last year Scotty Mack was duking it out. With uh, was it Wink Cup last year? I can't uh, remember no, who finished second it, last year. It was, it was Shane. Still Shane last year. Yeah. Shane again. So he hasn't underperformed. I don't think. Like in re- in relative to his teammate. So let me uh, let me extrapolate yeah. that out, yeah. and let me ask you this: If Ludo Lacroix was still at Triple Eight, would Van Gisbergen be a multiple time champion by now? Ooh, oh, that's a hard question. That's a hard question, isn't it? That's maybe, oh. maybe not. Like you just don't know. You know. I mean, well, I reckon the, uh, Ludo's been the difference. Yeah, it's it's never one man. It's never one no, man. I know well, that, but I reckon he has contributed massively to Scotty's mm. success. Well, also, um, since SVG's uh, title in 2016, 2017, he was P4. 2018, he was P, P3. Uh, no, no, P2, sorry. So mm. he's 
done pretty damn well. 2019 P2. P2, yeah. So P2, P2 last two years. You know. Anyway, that was our race rewind. We'll wrap up some loose ends and put it all to bed here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota, Building Australia. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Just a couple of loose ends. Matty, you mentioned this earlier that uh, Honda would be jumping on board and recommitted to Indy car racing, but uh, they're actually going to be leaving Formula One at the end of the 2021 season, which means Red Bull Racing, they need uh, some new, well, something new under the hood. They need a new donk, mate. Let's go buy a Renault. Why don't we? (laughs) After totally, what what was Ryan's description of what we've been doing to to Jack Smith this year? I think it was S canning. We? We're, we're S canning. Yeah. Uh, after Renault, after Red Bull's been S canning Renault for years and years, looks like they might have to go back and make up with their former ex partner. Oh, think. I love you long time. Mm, it's <laughs> going to be very interesting. And this is this is where you'll see the diplomacy and politician in Christian Horner come out. Yep. How he's going to spin it. Because everyone knows in pit lane, they're going to say, "Mate, you've been s canning him for ages," and and so it'll just be interesting to see mm. how that comes out and whether he's going to make up friends with Cyril Abitbull and Abitable or Abitbull or whatever his name is, and uh, and have to make good on the playground because mm. they were not they did not end good friends. No, no. they really didn't, did they? It was. Nope. <laughs> how do you reckon Nomax is feeling about it all? Because. Mm. It's not good. Not good position for him. He won't be liking it at all. No, because they've invested heavily into Honda, mm. and and had good results somewhere. too. Absolutely, they've been the only team this year taking it to Lewis. That would be, I think it would have been a very left field decision. As in, like, I mean, obviously they're going to always include, you know, the race team, the F one team in in their discussions. But they would have made the decision before they even told, obviously. Oh, totally. You know, the F1 team. And then they would have said, nah, you know what? We got a deal at the end of, uh, we, we're not going to, till the end of 2021, and we're not going to renew it. Sorry. Because hmm. the new rules come out in 2022, yeah. which would have meant they would have started developing the current, the, the new engine for 2022 now. Um, and they've obviously gone, not going to do it. Sorry, yeah. guys. So you'll have to find yourself a new engine partner. Hmm. So it's interesting because when you think back then about how Danny Ricardo and all his decision-making promises, uh, 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 decision-making um, and how that's all come out. Panned out, out you know, yeah. Power panned out. Thank you, Nimsy. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> He's gone to Renault. Hasn't been a great experience. And right now, when Red Bull is now looking for another engine partner, and it's a big thing. Like, it's not just, oh, we'll snap another engine in and away you go. You've got to match it up with the gearbox. It's got to fit with the chassis. It's got to do a whole bunch of bits and pieces. And here's McLaren working away in the background nicely on their 21 and 22 spec cars with, with Mercedes engines ready to rock and roll. All of Are a they sudden, meant to be retrofitting Mercedes engines for next year into McLaren? Uh, I believe so, which will not be a wonderful thing because typically when you don't, You've designed your car around what engine that you've got. That's right. So when you match it up like that, it's never a great experience. But come 2022, when McLaren and and, uh, Mercedes and Danny Rick and Lando Norris have the perfect bit of kit, I reckon that's going to be great to watch. I reckon. Great to watch. Feel sorry for, do feel sorry for Red Bull. Feel sorry for Alpha Tauri because they've both been running Hondas. Mm. And that's all come into question again. So it'll be interesting to see what engine they get. Well, it has to be. It has to be Renault, doesn't it? 
I think it does have to be Renault. I, I think they're obliged does. to. Because to they're the, go it, back wasn't, Renault. isn't it something along the lines of like whoever's got the least, uh, whoever's the manufacturer with the like with the engine and the least amount of cars is like, well, here you go. Yeah. Chuck yep. in a couple one of those. Yep. Just give me a couple <laughs> of many, many millions of euros and we'll go out the back and see what we've got lying around in the back shed and we'll, <laughs> we'll wheel that out oh, for you. Here's so. this pallet of energy drink, guys. Whatever you want to do with it, that's fine with us. <laughs> exactly. What clothes so do you I, wear? <laughs> I think I think Ricardo, well, if you're going to wear Alpha Tauri, you better be a rich guy because, <laughs> yeah. what was it? Oh, that's right. We looked at the euro prices. for a jacket. No good. Yeah. No, Super thank you. expensive. No, thank you. Hmm. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting. It, it, it will... Uh, yeah, I, we watch this with interest, Absolutely. I reckon, on but, what Red Bull's going to do here because they've been the only competitive car this And that would be the reason why that whole change to 2022 would be their reasoning why. Because, um, you know, as you touched on earlier, Matty, the the Honda Indy program um, is still going ahead. You know, they've still signed a long-term agreement continuing past 2021. So it's got to be um, the cost and the funding that's involved in trying to develop another brand new engine yep. after whatever they've spent on their current era mm-hmm. engine um, to get it up to up to speed, and you know basically that's just all sort of flushed down the gurgle. And like twenty seven years, Honda have been with Indy. Yeah, like not much uninterrupted, uninterrupted, uninterrupted. Twenty seven years, and they're going. They're still going to have to develop a new engine for that coming forward. They're going to go to a two point four liter hybrid power. Unit nine hundred horsepower in an IndyCar. How good! Bring it on, Scotty Mack in IndyCar. New cars. Oh, can't wait. F one. <laughs> I knew we had to get one of those in. Yes. <laughs> right. That wraps up a big edition of the driver's seat. A big thank you to Molly Taylor for jumping on board. October nineteenth. That's when you can see her on SAS Australia. Maddie, Steve, it's been good to have you on board. Let's do it again same time next week. Hey, you want to do a full show next week, Steve? Why don't you come <laughs> on time? That'd I might great. just hang on for 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. now, Nimsy. Is that all right? <laughs> we'll be back next week with the driver's seat. Don't go anywhere. Damien Watson up next with the Overnight Crowd. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.